Yard Talk podcast. Today is Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it is. All right. Today's Wednesday, October 28th, and we are talking everything and anything sports. I messed up that too. Oh, man, boys, we are starting off hot. And let me tell you why. I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing because I know how you're doing. I can't even doing horrible. I can't even speak right now with the intro. I messed up the, the one intro I messed up twice because I'm literally so upset at a man named Kevin Cash who made the worst decision possibly in sports history. Not ba- It's definitely baseball history. Possibly in sports history. I would say sports history, in my opinion. That was flabbergasting. Okay. Be- flabbergasting. Before we get into it, let me just explain what happened, and then we will all, one at a time, Cal's not here because he's a nerd doing homework, so we, the three of us will one at a time go through what we thought about. All right, so it is the sixth inning. One out. Blake Snell is on the mound for the Rays. It is a 1-0 ball game, and he is pitching the game of his season. He won the Cy Young two years ago. He's their ace. Great pitcher. Sixth inning, one out. Let me just restate that one. He's at 72 pitches. Nice outs. Two hits, no walks. No, nine, nine strikeouts, one hit, and he gives up a hit in the sixth. Oh, yep. yeah, okay. And so, not only so, that, but you, if you're watching the game, he's not giving up, like, like there's no, like, lineouts. He's giving up, like, little dribblers, easy pop-outs. He's dominating. Yep, so, so we got that. And then here's the, the next thing. So the, the guy who just got the second hit of the game was the nine-hitter. So obviously the top of the order is coming up with Mookie, Seager, and Turner. They are combined 0 for 6 with 6 strikeouts against Snell today. 0 for 6 with – they haven't touched him. They literally haven't put a ball in play off of Snell yet today. All three of them. There's one out. And Kevin Cash walks his dumb ass out to the mound and says, Hey, Blake, my ace, my best pitcher, one of the best pitchers in baseball, give me that ball. You're out of here. For literally no reason. I mean, okay, oh, that's no, my opinion. because Saber All right, now, now we're going into Now we're going into opinions. All right, no, hold on. He did it for sabermetrics reasons because sabermetrics say that if you face the lineup the third time around, it doesn't work as well. Now we're going to opinions. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If if you wanted me to be a computer and write down everything everything sabermetrics told me to do, I, I I will manage for fifty grand. I'll go manage the race for fifty grand and do exactly what Kevin Cash just did. I'm not even like that's a very real thing. If you're going to be a computer and not use your brain. Why is someone not getting paid 50 grand to go manage the race? No, because you wouldn't even need a manager. You just have a computer out there. Yeah. Seriously. The computer would tell them what to do. Take Snell out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am so – like, Snell was not looking good. He was looking the best he has all year, and he's a Cy Young pitcher. And you walk your ass out to the mound. God, I'm so frustrated. And so, oh, yeah, and the the Dodgers won. Dodgers won the World Series. Uh, They scored two in that inning. Uh, right after they took out Snell and brought in the worst reliever they had, who had given up a run in six consecutive games, make that seven after tonight. Um, so, yeah, they lost. And not only that, but Mookie was not good against lefties this whole year, this whole postseason, and he decided to put in the righty, Robbie Anderson. The worst thing about it is Snell was had those guys 0 for 6 with 6Ks, and once this guy came in, I forget his name, 2 for 3 with 2 RBIs. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, what are you thinking? So, so here's, here's the comparison that we are talking. This is taken to the extremes, which it should be. Is it worse than the Pete Carroll call in the Super Bowl of to not run the ball? 1,455%. Not so, even I close. Think so. 
Because one I, of them I, is you're trying to catch them off guard, like you said. Yeah, so I was talking to the guys earlier about this. So the thing about the Pete Carroll call, obviously we can all agree, bad call. Yep, should have run the ball. You definitely should have run the ball. But the thing about that is Pete Carroll's reasoning was, oh, like we wanted to catch him off guard and get the touchdown. You know, they, they were – everyone in the world thought we were going to run. They had the run defense out. So we were going to try and catch him off guard. For the Rays, like literally Kevin Cash's only argument is the computer told me to do so. And so I took him out of the game. It, it told me to. That's so, why, so why did you take him out? The computer and, told me to. And Pete Carroll's and, almost the exact opposite because it's like a similar situation where you have Marshawn Lynch, arguably like one of the better running backs that year, maybe the best, especially when you're like fourth and four, whatever, wherever it was, like they were inside the 10-yard line. And I bet you any person say, yeah, run it with Marshawn. He went the opposite. You're trying to catch him off guard. Obviously, it didn't pay out. This, no clue. I, I just – so congratulations to the Dodgers. Hey, boys, but this is, this is the best thing about it. One, there's already asterisks because it was a 60-game year. But now there's an even bigger asterisk because you could say, oh, yeah, you won because the worst baseball call in history was made by the manager. Congratulations. And that's great. There's another asterisk on the Dodgers. You all know what the – going back to what Kevin Cash did. One of the bet, like the best thing about this was, this was probably one of the best pitching performances in the World Series, and he took him out. Like, mm-hmm. like he set a record for the most strikeouts in two innings, or something like that, or like mm-hmm. since like nineteen twenty four. Like, this is he was dominating the Dodgers, dominating him, and he, 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 he was only at seventy two pitches too. And since it's like the last game over all year, he probably could have racked up one twenty and been totally fine. He, he actually may have been able to throw a complete game. Like, that I agree. Out of the do, you guys, do you guys like uh, – I kind of question that because this whole World Series we saw that and even postseason where they weren't letting their aces go like seven innings. They were pulling out – like, like when Kershaw had his prime performance in game one, they took him out in like the fifth or sixth. And I think he could have gone like eight or even nine. No, but the thing is Kershaw would – like has a chance of pitching again. Snell will not pit, would not have pitched again this season. Like, yeah. Kershaw could pitch in game seven if they make it. So they like, don't want to, like, just throw his arm out. Yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. And, like, Sabermetrics says, yeah, I mean, three times around. And Kershaw, let's be honest, was not dealing like Snell was. Snell was straight shoving the ball down the Dodgers' yeah. throat. Like, they had no hope whatsoever until they took him out. Like, no hope. So the, uh, the Dodgers players, I don't know if you guys saw this, after the game they got interviewed. And they were literally laughing. They interviewed Bellinger, and they go, it was, it was A-Rod. He goes, yeah, so the first question. He goes, yeah, so, Cody, congratulations. So I'm just wondering, like, when you saw Snell get out of the game, what were your thoughts? And he started laughing. He goes, huh, you know, I was pretty happy. <laughs> and he goes, we were joking in the dugout, like, hey, way to get him out in six, boys, just like we planned right before the game, get him out in six innings. And, like, they were literally joking about it. It was that bad of a move. It was so bad. Like, I don't understand. Oh god! I don't understand what was going through this man's head. Like, give I don't me know one if they already had the. Because I mean, like we're, we're recording this like right after it happens, and he, Kevin Cash might have had the interview yet, but like I really want to know what went through his head. And it's not only him because I imagine he had other coaches that were maybe backing him up, or maybe saying like, "Hey, Kevin, like, no, that's a stupid idea." So I want to see what they say too. No, like I. I'm dead serious about this. Why isn't someone making minimum wage or MLB manager minimum to go coach the Rays if you're just going to do it with a computer? That takes I, no skill. I'm, there's, there's nothing needed for that. I'm completely serious in me saying this. Why isn't Kevin Cash fired yet? Like, literally. 
I Why think is he so, not fired? I think he may be tomorrow. See, I, I know we already talked about this before. I agree that he should be fired, but I don't think he will. And my only reasoning is because it was like a one, a one incident. Obviously, it's such a huge mistake. Like, this is a fuck-up. But then again, it's also like he took the race to the World Series. It'd be different. It would be different if it was like the Dodgers, like who were favored to be in this situation. They'd be a letdown if they weren't here and playing in the World Series. But they took the Rays, who obviously dominated the season. And so, so here's my argument to that: if someone in like a corporate company or whatever, they're a great employee, mm-hmm. they do their work, everyone likes them. If they screw up a transfer and cost their company millions of dollars, they're getting fired the next day. Like they're yeah. like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but you're fired. You know, we can't keep you." Like that's the this is going to haunt the Rays. Everyone will be talking yeah. about Kevin Cash and the Rays. But it's still, it's still game six and game seven. It's not like it was game seven. It'd be different if – Yeah, but he didn't even give him a chance. He knew that they weren't hitting well, and Snell was straight shoving. Yeah. Shoving. It's, this is kind of like a, oh, it's a good and a bad thing, is that there's a lot of contingencies. And I think the Rays only put up one. And I, obviously after this all happened, like there was no way they're coming back. Like the oh, motivation just no went down. Chance. But, you know, especially because, like, you can't change it up when it's going so well. And if the Rays were up two or three, I, I can't even still see him doing it, but maybe a little bit more so where he could take that chance. But, no, like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, oh, my God. It's so frustrating because, like, this isn't even like, oh, Snell's, like, he's been out there for six innings. He's had, like, five or six hits. He literally had one hit going into this inning. One hit, and you take him out after one I hit. Will. There's one out, too. He's, he's already a third of the way through the inning. Like, and he, the six hitters that he's just shoved the ball down their throat, and he takes them out. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, it sucks, too, because Zanino – and this is like – because what he did was a mental mistake. Like, what the Dodgers did, they could say, oh, like, we should have won that game. No, because physical errors happen. This is the biggest blunder that's ever happened. Because Zanino had the wild pitch that led, you know, them to get into – scoring position but that happened taking out a pitcher who's putting on a historic performance like that shouldn't happen no and also in zeno's zanino's defense that ball took a massive hop hop. hop, yeah so yeah let's blame that on the pitcher again who yeah threw it in the dirt dirt. yeah he threw it in the dirt let's just blame that on him so this is 100 percent cash's fault good job kevin good job all right we need to move on before i leave and start like oh, oh, oh one more thing i was gonna say joe as a catcher you should know the same I think you should have more so say because you know how Zanino is doing. You're the one calling pitches. You're the one that can see if he's delivering the pitches well and if he's starting to slagger or stagger off. Like, you should know. You should have to say, like, hey, like, yeah, you should take him out. No, oh, you yeah, should have stood up. Like, no, keep this motherfucker. The whole fucking world knew that he was doing good. Like, I don't understand Kevin Cash's – it's like I have no – there's no reason he takes him out. Zero. Uh, yeah. Besides uh, sabermetrics, if you want to say that. Stupid, well. I, I think the world today and the baseball world tomorrow will be acknowledging that Sabre, like, because Sabre, this is proof that sabermetrics is not everything. Like, it's been like the money ball thing and everything. This is just proof, and everyone knows it that sabermetrics is wrong at times. And you have Even to use your was the money ball team who's like, you know, very low payroll. But besides that, let's get off Kevin Cash. I was gonna say, even though I hate the Dodgers, I'm salty. Congrats, you got your first asterisk win. It's a 60-game season. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Like, it's less than half the season. Injuries happen. You could have gone cold, could have gone hot. You just never know. 
even though everyone had the same circumstances applied. And I will give props to Kershaw because you didn't blow it for once. All right. I was, I'm happy you brought that up. Going off that, Clayton Kershaw, the reason he did good in this postseason is because he didn't have 100 and so odd games to pitch before. Yeah, like yeah, he's in the, if you think about it, this is in the middle of the season when he's do- like when he's seven and 10 and 0, like this is his domination time and he's not in playoff, like his playoff form, which but, is crazy yeah. to think about the Dodgers next year. If they're so good again, which they are, they're winning the division. They, they should just like not bench him. They should sit him for the middle part of the season and just be like, all right, we're bringing him back to playoffs. Here we go. I mean, they're only losing, like, maybe Peterson and Turner, who are free agents. But even if they don't look like, – like, you still have Mookie. You still have freaking everyone. You have Seager, who just hit – what did he hit? Like, 480? Four, four, 430, I'm pretty sure. 430 with, like – 460 or something like that. 550. Yeah. So, if you can prove it and just get to a World Series or NLCS, maybe. But, like, come on, man. Like, there, you, you have to know, and you can't be a biased fan, that there should be some kind of asterisk on this. Not as much as the Astros, but some kind. All right, we now welcome on our friend Edison LaCour, and he will be talking soccer. I know we haven't talked soccer yet. Yeah, yeah, you you heard that right, soccer. I know we haven't talked soccer yet for a few few reasons. Let me get out the main one. We know nothing about soccer. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) nothing. Literally nothing. The four of us know nothing. And but now, so whoa, whoa, whoa! I had excellent career in AYSO. I was the best speaker (laughs) in the league. I did play aerial soccer in college, but I was intoxicated for most of those games. So, (laughs) Um, so, we we want to talk about soccer for a few reasons. One, we're in the business of making money here. You know, if we can know a little bit about soccer, you know, play some bets. We're all for that. Two, the World Series you said we have nothing to talk about other than football. So, you know, we want to talk about something else. Content betting addiction. There you go. (laughs) There you yeah, go. And, and three, Edison actually knows what he's talking about. So now mm-hmm. we actually have a reason to talk about soccer. <laughs> Here we go. Edison, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the intro. Uh, no pressure on the now that I know what I'm talking about, right? But, uh, you know, I <laughs> yeah, appreciate like, it. Thanks yeah, you guys you're, having you're, me. You're winning or losing us money. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So I will do my best to make you some money. Oh, we lose um, anyway. So it's like you really have to just go. <laughs> yeah, you okay, so no pressure. Life, yeah, I'll take that. No pressure. No, no pressure. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, like you said, my name's Edison LaCour. Uh, I was in journalism class with these guys uh, way back in the day in high school. Um, I graduated from UCLA in 2019. Uh, so leading into that, let's just get the biases out of the way for, I got, I'm a UCLA fan. Uh, I'm a Lakers fan, you know, go Lakers. Uh, Hey, back to pack, Brendan. All right. Uh, (laughs) Agree on that. As long as you're not wearing Cardinal and gold, you're okay with me. Uh, so obviously I'm a fan of the angels, the chargers. Uh, yes, Cooper, we do exist. God. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Herbert, hey, Herbert, baby. If, if Herbert wasn't there, Cooper would be cussing you out right hey, now. No, nah, hey, that's what I said. I, we do exist. I just got to get that out of the way. We do exist. As long know, as you like Herb, that's all I care about. Uh, of course. Rookie of the year, without a oh, doubt. 100%. Yeah, but, um, no, yeah, no. And I will only refer to them as the Chargers. We're not going to get into the whole Los Angeles-San Diego thing. Uh, I'll say I'm a Ducks fan. Go. And now for the reason that I'm here, uh, soccer, I'll say I'm a huge Manchester City fan. I've been called everything from a plastic to a glory hunter. You know, doesn't matter. That's, that's my team. I'm sticking with them. You can call me that if you want. I ain't changing for anybody. Um, and the people that got me into soccer would be uh, the Los Angeles Galaxy um, here at home uh, and the U.S. national team, obviously. So a little bit right, on real, what – Real quick, real yeah, quick, Edison. So yeah. as, we, as I just stated, we know nothing about soccer. So let's do 
let's do an overview of okay. just the bit because obviously the U.S. like other than the national team, we're not going to be talking too much U.S. We're not going to be talking too so, much MLS. So no. we're yeah, we're we're going to be doing the European League. So can you give us a quick background on just what they are and uh, what is soccer other than kicking a ball into a net? <laughs> Absolutely. So I was going to say I'm going to be uh, discussing mainly the big five European leagues. Um, and those would be the Premier League in England, uh, La Liga in Spain, uh, Liga One in France, uh, the Bundesliga in Germany, um, and we also have Serie A in Italy. Okay, so the way I'm going to try and break it down, explain it, is uh, to look at the big five European leagues, uh, similarly to the Power Five conferences in the NCAA. Okay, so, uh, so, so who's the SEC in this? The SEC scenario? would be the Premier League. That's that okay. I have written down here. And, and right that's now. in England, correct? That is in England. The Premier League okay, is so in England. I think I think something that would help us to start is instead sure. of calling it by like the La Liga, mm-hmm. give us the countries, like the country, so like the England League or the yeah. Italy League. And then, and then we'll go, <laughs> we'll go names sure. after that. So they were starting simple. real big. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll, like dumb it down. Hundred percent. I got you. That's that is what what I'm here for. You can call me your football friend you can call me your soccer sherpa you know whatever alliteration you want to use i'm here for it so let's go with the league in england uh the english league uh this is on nbc so it's probably the easiest league to watch uh because a lot of them are hidden behind paywalls uh, like espn plus or like a other network you have to pay for uh, but the prem the english league is on nbc so it's the easiest to like if you want to get into it kind of you know ease yourself into european soccer uh the premier league would be the way to go with that and who's Um, the who's the alabama of the england league so the alabama of the english league uh would be probably manchester united as much as it pains me to say there are bitter (laughs) rivals um you can't deny the fact that they are the winningest club in england um they're up there with liverpool uh who has won the most uh champions league titles of any English club, which we will get to in a bit. Um, But I have here the most recognizable, the winningest comparable to Alabama's, you know, Manchester United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Um, So, but like I said, they're the SEC because it's the most competitive and it's the most recognizable. So I know. Really quick. Go ahead. I really only know like those three teams. I know Man U, Man City, Mm -hmm. and Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Can you Mm -hmm. do a quick ranking of them for me? Like who's the best, who's the worst? Sure. Well, I was say right now, I was going to say it's kind of a bit of um, the city has kind of definitely come up. Uh, they're, they're definitely title challengers year in and year out now. Uh, Man United has had some issues with their front office. Um, they're not spending as much on players as their fans would like. Uh, they used to be the, the old team where if they saw somebody new, like they did with Cristiano Ronaldo when he was still playing in Portugal, they saw him. He played really well against him. They bought him on the spot. He, kind of like he didn't Yankees. leave. Kind they're, of like the Yankees. And they Dodgers. were the Yankees. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, so they that's definitely uh like a Manchester United type uh type of team right there. Um and I was gonna say, kind of looking at it right now, I'll say they have what's called a big six, like what you were asking for, like the top six like teams in the league. Uh and that would be uh, Arsenal. Uh, this is an alphabetical order, by the way, not necessarily in terms of how good they are, because Arsenal would probably be six of six. But Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, all of three which play in London, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United in Manchester, and then Liverpool in Merseyside. Uh, so that's kind of like the uh, the English kind of you know overview a little bit. 
How many te- um, how many total teams are in that league? Twenty. There are twenty. Holy so, moly! Yeah, there's twenty, and uh, it's it's one of the more denser leagues, you know. Um, but it so, uh, it operates on promotion and relegation. So at the end of the year, the bottom three teams of the Premier League go down, go down oh, to okay. minors almost, oh, right? So right. then there's a league underneath that called the Championship, and the top two teams in that league go up to the Prem. And then I believe it's teams three, four, five, and six compete in like a play-in tournament for that final spot to go up to the prem. Oh, that's cool. This sounds oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, I it's, it's cool. More than I thought I was going <laughs> to get over there. Right. No, it is. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, there is a, I believe there's a soccer fan in everybody because when the world cup comes on every four oh, years, yeah, baby. you know, everybody's oh, yeah. tuned in, you know, oh, yeah. so like, if you can, if you can get in on the world cup, I can get you in on the rest All of right. it. Like that's by the, way, by, by the way, I'm looking at our betting site right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to love this because there are so many damn games. Like there are, <laughs> there are. no, you are. There's Trust like me. There is, right, right. there is nonstop games, especially in the season that we're coming up to. They call it like yeah. the holiday fixture season around like Christmas time and just a little bit before that. And boxing day is a big day as well. Um, but they play games like maybe three, four times a week. Like it's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. boys. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. All right. I said uh, a couple more questions before we get to your favorite games of the week. Sure. Uh, Cause we're running out of time. We have so many questions. We'll, we'll sure, answer absolutely. them all along the way, but yeah. for now, last two questions, um, a U.S. national team. How, how are we right now? Obviously we didn't qualify for the last world cup. It was pretty disappointing. So how are we going to be? You know, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, they, um, they're definitely looking to make a bounce back. Um, they're going to be playing their first game since February, uh, coming up here on November 12th against Wales at uh, the Liberty Stadium in, uh, in Wales. Um, and I was going to say, they, this, is, this has a lot of men's national teams fans excited uh, because it is going to their player pool is going to be comprised completely of guys who play in Europe. Now, a lot of uh, issues that stem from the national team and like fans like myself, they get frustrated with management and, you know, whoever is because they're playing a lot of the older MLS guys rather than these younger kids who are going over to Europe and like learning there rather than going to college or playing in the MLS. So when they're going up against, you know, the big, the big players and you know how they say iron sharpens iron, that's, that's what we're hoping for now. Cause now we're sending our young guys to Europe rather than keeping them here abroad. So if they play like with it. that great talent, you know, every day, hopefully they get better and then make our national team better as a whole. That's what um, I like to hear. So they, they definitely look like they're on the rise, uh, a likely 11. I'll say I did the, the math on this, the, for um, the team that we could field their average age if they feel this 11 could be under 22 years old. Jesus. They're a very young team, which has a lot like of people that. excited for the future. Oh, I like that a lot. That's amazing. All right. Um, so Wait, I have a, uh, I have a well, quick, quick question too. I was just going to say it's hard because, you know, the U S is just so used to having a dominated or dominating sports market right, right now. I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm pretty sure the MLS isn't even close compared to what's going on in Europe. Do you think that's more because of, are we just saturated with so many different markets here with so many different kinds of sports? Is it that the market for soccer is so much bigger in Europe? Do you know what it is? You know, that's a good question. Um, and I would probably say you're, you're on the right track in the mm-hmm. sense of since soccer here is looked at um, 
I mean, this might be kind of a hot take, but it's, it's looked at mainly like where you, we, you said we grew up playing soccer. Like you played ASO, yeah. I played ASO, but like by age eight, like we're out, you yeah. know, like it's, it is. The, the boys are done, but mm-hmm. the girls keep playing, which is why if you look at our women's national team, they're the number one ranked team in the world. And they've been the number one ranked team in the world for years. But our, mm-hmm. our men's player pool kind of, you know, like, oh, well, let me play football. Let me play basketball. Let me play baseball. You know, like, imagine if we had LeBron James playing soccer. Imagine if we had, you know, oh, some of God. our biggest and best athletes playing soccer. These other Look like DK Metcalf, the chase down that he had exactly. this weekend. Like, like, imagine DK Metcalf playing left back, like tracking all the way back. To <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, Mm-hmm. that's just what happens here. Whereas in other countries where like soccer is their top sport, they're best of the best athletes go and play soccer. And then not only are they good athletes, they're good tactically and skillfully as well, because that was the problem with mm-hmm. the U S of old was we just relied on our athleticism. And that's yeah. why we would get beat when we played better, more tactical teams, but that's starting to change a little bit. And I hope, yeah. I hope, you know, maybe not this world cup, but next one, we, we could be in the thick of things. So I just want to qualify for this World Cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't step one. Step one. We got to crawl before we can walk, before we can walk, before we can run, <laughs> before we can lift the trophy. You know what I'm saying? So let's, <laughs> exactly. let's start there. Yeah. All right. So uh, next, next week we'll get into um, all the other European leagues and the Champions League. But for now, since we talked about the English League, the Premier League, already getting the names down. See, there we go. Oh, boy. Um, give, give us your top two or three games you like, or not even that for us to bet on, just that you want us to watch or that we could watch this weekend in the Premier League. Sure. All right. So I got two games here written down. Um, I've got Liverpool at home to West Ham. Uh, West Ham is currently sitting 12th in the table. Um, is this Europa this was, by chance, or is it? Uh, this is this is the Premier League. This is the the in the league. Uh, okay. so, so this is in the Prem. Um, Liverpool's at home to West Ham. Uh, Liverpool is currently sitting third, I believe, and West Ham is currently sitting twelfth. Um, but they've been handed a rather tough schedule that was front loaded with teams like City, now Liverpool, Arsenal. Like they were just hit off the bat, and they've handled it rather well. A lot of people thought these guys were going to finish twentieth, nineteenth like straight off the bat, but they're, they're hanging in there, but now they're going to Anfield, you know, where Liverpool haven't lost a game since like the Willard Fillmore administration. Like seriously, they, they are on a run of just undefeated at home. Uh, so Liverpool is minus 270 uh, to West Ham. Uh, and I would say that they'll, they should win that game by a few goals. I have here three, one, even with, you know, their injuries in the back line, uh, West Ham, I just, I don't, I don't see them, you know, taking a result at Anfield. It would be incredibly tough. Um, but then the other one I have here, the second one that I have for you is uh, Manchester United, home to Arsenal, uh, in what I think is the game of the week. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the battle of big six clubs, two historic title rivals uh, who have kind of slipped off their title winning ways of late. Um, but uh, Mikel Arteta has Arsenal playing a lot better uh, of recently um, and these guys they just both of them they're like good on the edge of being like better than good you know but they're just they're not there yet and so this game when I look at it you know, I'll say because that's the thing in soccer too with betting you can bet on draws and those are kind of like you know Ooh. interesting this Ooh, screams okay. one one to me 
just looking <laughs> at this game, it just screams 1-1. And if there's any what, such what thing – What are the odds ahead. on a draw? Like, that's got to be – uh, yeah, I was gonna say they, they do it kind of like money line. I was say because there was no team, Man U or Arsenal, were not at a net, at a minus. Man U was a plus one hundred eight, and I think Arsenal was a plus like one twenty. Huh. Um, and the over under was set at two and three quarters. I think the last time I checked. Um, but I would yeah, say, I'm looking at that right now. Ours says over under is two and a half comma three, so I'm guessing it's two and three quarters. Yeah, I would. Never I would say draw one one under is would be like my thing and i wow. if i had to say it's going to be bruno fernandez on a penalty for united because they just can't score a goal from open play so but that's that's what i got for you here all right i'm excited i'm excited to <laughs> so wait, I, i'm not sure if I'm do you know when this game will right? happen like uh, i believe time, this game like... is on saturday i want to say it's in the morning Oh, morning. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how did these because yeah. the time difference. The, the time difference is where it gets you. Because need to wake exactly. up Saturday morning feeling good. The the time difference is where it gets you because I got up for the City West Ham game last week and that was at four thirty in the morning our time. Oh my dear God! That's yeah, it was it was rough. But uh, I was gonna say, let's see. Uh, Liverpool West Ham is the late game on Saturday. It's at ten thirty. And uh, Man United Arsenal is before your Sunday football uh, at Sunday at 8.30. Oh, perfect. So, well, perfect. You know. So that's Saturday. That's Halloween. We can all dress up as clowns as we watch our first bets on soccer not hit. I'm excited. Like, I'm looking at this all right now. There's, like, so many different games, too. So I think we have something to really, like, work with in the next couple of weeks going just everything going forward absolutely you know, we, get, we have our guy to talk to for soccer and i think we're gonna learn something all right oh, yeah. well well right. thank you thank you for joining us uh you're now our soccer guy we'll bring hey, you really on quick well sure ready to go more thing. edison man city right now is plus 400 to win the champions league how are we feeling about that plus 400 to win the champions league Hammer it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting this in right now. The, the confidence just came out of it. The best part is, is we didn't even get to what the championship league is yet. We don't even know what that is. We'll get there. We'll do that. We'll do that for the next one. Cause that's, right, that's the big one. I'm going to wire my paycheck to this account. Just because <laughs> That I mean, right, we'll, keep we'll in mind that is the fan it. coming out, but I, I I'm pretty confident in them. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, cool. Edison. Talk to you next week, bye. All right, man. Sounds later, good. Edison. See you. All right, let's uh let's get into some football now. Let's talk. Let's talk Monday night, and then we're going to Thursday. Hold really on, quick before we do get into those scores, did you guys see what Trevor Lawrence said? Yeah. What did Trevor Basically, Lawrence he said? Say? He said he was talking about ruling out if he was coming to Clemson for another year, and he said, "My mindset has been that I'm going to move on." But who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. That just basically means and translates to, if I'm picked by the Jets, I'm staying another year. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd love to see that. All right, so Monday Night Football, we had the Rams and the Bears. The Rams pulled this one out, 24-10. Uh, not much happened on the Bears side. Nick Foles. 28 for 40, 261 yards, two picks. Goff was 23 for 33, 219, and 
two touchdowns. David Montgomery ran it for 48, and then Henderson for the Rams, 64. Allen Robinson, 70 yards receiving for the Bears, and then Reynolds for the Rams had 52 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, four-way tie for first place in our pick em. <laughs> So just this week was just a straight void. Like, nothing changed. It's all the same. The Rams Let's came in clutch. No, no. The, the biggest 5-1 and one frauds I've ever fucking seen. The number one seeded Bears in the NFC – Looks so bad. They couldn't even score a touchdown. This is this is the that's that's the Bears. That's what it has happened all year, except they pull out a win somehow. I mean, I I, I think the I, man. I thought the Rams sucked before this, and I also thought the Bears sucked. But I also gave them some respect. I on these two teams, I have no idea what's going on. Like next week, whoever they're playing, either Rams have by. I don't. I don't know to bet the spread or like who. Bet, I have no idea how they're going. I think the Rams look decent. I mean, it definitely shows like how good the NFC West is. Yeah, the Bears just couldn't score in the red zone either. It was atrocious. What they get yeah. there three times and scored once. I don't want to put it all on Nick Foles because he had no time in the pocket at all. But then again, he know, made some bonehead moves though. He did make some bonehead moves, a lot of picks, and I felt like sometimes he's just literally chucking it and hoping Robinson or Allen was. Close to the ball, same person. But, uh, okay, but, <laughs> did I say Robinson Allen? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My mind's a little scrambled after tonight, so I don't know, man. But like Joe and I, he said that the Bears being at plus six sound like the biggest trap because they were the five and one team. And boy, you guys right? got played. We did. We got Big played. Time. Big suckers. All right, let's get into some Thursday Night Football preview for that. We got the Falcons and the Panthers. Um, the Panthers are favored by two and a half in Carolina, and I'm slamming the Panthers. The Falcons I, are frauds. Brennan, who are you picking? Mm, I'm oh, by the way, pick, Kyle, Kyle's not here. He's picking the Panthers. I'm going uh, to go Carolina. I could feel like the Falcons are going to get their second win, but – I mean, Carolina played it really close with the Saints last week. They look good, and I'm just going to stick with what I believe in. I've never really bet with Carolina this whole season. I think I'm one for one, like one for five with them, even though they've screwed me over. So please don't screw me over again. What's Carolina's record? Three and four. Ooh, this definitely feels like a game that they'll even out their record. Yeah, it, I mean, the Falcons, in my opinion, really haven't done much. Oh, the Falcons are awful. Um, I, it just depends on if the Panthers are that good, you know, because, like, I, I can see this going either way. And because I loaned Wolf last Thursday night and won, and it was a great start to the week, I'm again going to loan Wolf the Falcons on this week. This Thursday, go Falcons. Matt Ryan, help me out. Ew. And today, too, CMC is returning from injured reserve. He's not going to play on Thursday, but he's making a comeback here soon. Oh, I thought you said he was going to play Thursday. I was about to be like, and I will be taking the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no, I, since he's not playing, thank the good Lord. We will be playing. Yeah. I'll be picking the Panthers, uh, the Falcons. Falcons. Brandon, or Joe Lone Wolf in it. Love it. Worked last week. I'm doing it again. I, had, I think I had four Lone Wolves last week and won three. That's the only thing that saved me from uh, not tying you guys. I don't know. <laughs> These Thursday night games, I mean, there's been like a couple good ones, but man, they've been terrible lately. I feel mm-hmm. like it's all like NFC East games. Like we have a pretty bad. It has South been horrible. 
been horrible. What's but. next week's Thursday night? Anyone know? Packers. Packers um, who? Let me look it up. Bears. That'd be a fun one. Watch Aaron Rodgers just take a dump on Nick Foles. I think it would just be like watching Nick Foles not score for four quarters, which would be just lovely to see. It's Packers Niners. Ooh, it's a really good game. Even though the Niners right now, suck and Jimmy G sucks, that's going to be a good game. <laughs> well, right now the this is on ESPN, so I don't know what their betting odds are, but they have Niners minus one, and I would literally put my bank account on the Packers. <laughs> Wait, Niners minus. Uh, yeah, that'll change. That will change. I have a quick question for you guys. I want you Two. to guess who the top three passing yards leaders are in the league. Ooh. Man. Um, I would say the Cowboys, but Dak's been gone for two weeks. Russ? Are you saying quarterbacks or teams? Quarterbacks. Russ? Seahawks. Nope. Packers? Nope. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cowboys. Hold on. This is passing, not, pass, not rush. Cowboys. Wait. Nope. Is this – are you saying, like, Russ isn't in the top three? Nope. The f- is Joe oh, Burrow – Josh Allen, they never run the ball. That's one. Two. Josh Allen's run. four. Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow's three. Boom! Yeah. All right, there's one. Yeah, one. Hold on. Matt Ryan. 2023. Matt Ryan is number one at 2,100, almost 2,200. See if I can get the third. No, second. Or second. I meant the third out of three. Tom Brady. No. Joe, pipe down over there, buddy. Now we have to change off guesses. So now you get a guess and then I get to go again. Teddy's five, by the way. I guess probably be surprised by that. Is, Is Justin in the top 10? I'm only seeing the top five right here. This oh, is from shit. NFL. I don't know, dude. This is a tough one. Take your guess. No. Uh, AFC. No hints. That's the last one. No name. hints. Ryan Tannehill. No. Patrick Mahomes. No. I thought I had that one locked up. It's kind of, kind of easy one. You just wouldn't guess it. I have it. I, it's Coop's turn. I, I got to wait. I think Joe has it. Joe, go for it. Big Ben. No. What? I have no clue. Well, no, we got Let's just guess all the Lamar. No. I knew it was gonna be him. Uh, who else we got? Here's I Derek, have no clue. Derek Carr. Drew no. Lock. No. Drew Lock has like hundred yards, dude. <laughs> I dude, I'm just throwing out every quarter, every team's quarterback. At this point, I'm thinking like you almost like already said it, and then you passed me. But I, don't I almost said Philip Rivers. I'm not even gonna go there. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. No. I have no clue. Just say it. Watson. What? Yeah, at 2,100. There's no way. I have him on my fantasy team. He hasn't even gotten over 20 points once. He doesn't throw any touchdowns. What? 2,000. Yeah, it says 2,000 passing yards. How close are these numbers? Uh, Ryan is at almost 2,200. Watson's at 2,100. Burrow's at 2,000. Brennan, oh no, that, that was a good question. I appreciate you stumped us. That was a very good question. But that's not. Do you know why it stumped you? Because all three of those teams only have one win. Wait, that's why they have so many yards because they yeah. need to throw the, Falcons, the entire Texans second half. No, I, like they, I, they I, don't yeah. run the ball the entire second half. They just pass. I was I was doing pretty hot there. I was two for three on my guesses in the beginning. I really I, think I, I guess we get to Sean. I but. would I I like I I would think he's like maybe fifteen. 
Like that's how much yard that I don't think he's that even that close. But I mean, stats. You mean lie. like Matt Ryan though? I mean, like I get they have a great offense, but like Dude, you know, they, he has like two or three games with like four hundred yards. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still can't win. <laughs> Good point. Go Falcons. Yeah. All right, boys. That's going to do it here for us on Wednesday, October 28th. We will be back on Friday taking all of our picks for this weekend. And, oh, yeah, we, uh, we got a couple soccer bets uh, to place on uh, Friday. Looking forward to those. Oh, yeah. Winning some money there. Um, and then, we yeah, we'll uh, talk about Thursday Night Football, go Falcons. And not talk about baseball for a while because I'm depressed about that. All right, Angels to the ship 2021. Angels 2021. Trevor Bauer <laughs> slash Schnell to the Angels. Let's go. <laughs> All right, see you, boys. Later, boys. Peace. Kevin Cash, enjoy retirement. Kevin Cash, lick a light pole.